a story. I've got a story. We've got a story. I'm Brad McEwen, and I'm here to tell that story. This is Beyond the Bank. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Bank. Today, in the first of a special two-part episode, I'm sitting down with Doherty County Administrator and Lone Star State native Mike McCoy to discuss a little bit about growing up in Texas and how he found his way into public service and ultimately to a thriving career in Doherty County. Welcome, Mike. It's great to have you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. Now, uh, what I'd like to talk to you a little bit about today is just to get to know Mike McCoy a little bit better. You know, you, we see your name out in the paper. We see you on the news, supporting our local government, supporting our community. But you're not a native, so I think people need to know a little bit about who you are. Talk to me about uh, growing up in Texas. Yeah, native Texan. Howdy. <laughs> um, I am uh, born and bred native Texan. Uh, ended up uh, in Georgia. Um, Back in 1994 to attend graduate school at Clark Atlanta University. Uh, first time living that far away from home. Okay. And it was a new experience, a culture shock uh, in the South, but Southeast, Texas, Southwest. And so there was a little adjustment period there. And I graduated. And my fiance at the time received a job offer at Procter and Gamble. Gotcha. And advised me that she wanted to take the opportunity and move to Albany. When we were dating, I told her that I'm from the South and I don't do snow. <laughs> and when she approached me about moving to Albany, I told her that this was going to be the end of the road. Because when we first met, I told her that I don't do snow. So I wasn't moving to Albany, New York. (laughs) (laughs) So she said, well, we're not, you know, Albany, Georgia, not Albany, New York. So I said, okay, that's cool. Uh, Where is that? (laughs) Because, you know, I I lived in a city. And so... uh, there was no news cycle outside of what was happening in the metro area. And so, uh, and I wasn't familiar with the state. And to be quite honest with you, I was really um, very um, concerned about leaving 285, outside of 285. I gotcha. <laughs> I saw this Oprah show about Forsyth County. Ah, gotcha. I gotcha. <laughs> so, as long as I stayed in the metro area. Felt like you were good. I, I, yeah, I felt like I was good. <laughs> so uh, at any rate, I said, well, where's Albany, Georgia? She said, oh, it's in southwest Georgia. And uh, I hadn't been around the state, just been in uh, the city. And so I said, well, where is that? She said, below Macon. I said, well, where is that? <laughs> so I didn't have a clue. And so I ended up uh, traveling here to uh, find a job opportunity. And uh, was fortunate enough to do so in uh, my area of uh, study and not necessarily where I thought I would end up working uh, because I started at the landfill. And so when uh, we would go to social events with her peers and colleagues at Procter & Gamble, most of them were uh, international and uh, managers and I would strike up conversations with them and they would say, what do you do? And I would say, 
I'm a trash man. And they would look and say, nah, <laughs> there's no way. And I said, no, 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 seriously, I'm a trash man. And so they would go ask her, Mona, is he really a trash man? And she said, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a garbage man. Uh, it, it never... <laughs> it never lined up because of sure. the conversation that I would be having with them. And, you know, they were expecting something, me to be doing something totally different sure. than what I was doing. And I enjoy what I was doing, but we got a kick out of going places and people would say, what do you do? Garbage man. Mona, where's she from originally? She, she's from South Florida. Okay. So she's Southern too. Although yeah, South Florida she, ain't quite the same South. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, you know, interestingly, she has roots in Texas. So the undergrad institution that I went to, Prairie View A&M, outside of uh, Houston, Texas, mm -hmm. is a former slave plantation. Outside of the school property, I would run every day about five miles on this uh, exterior road. And there was always this rumor that there was a slave cemetery. And so I went up in the woods one day to check and see. Sure enough, there was this former cemetery that had been overrun by trees and brush and all of this stuff. And so I was like, wow, this is really, really fascinating. So I met Mona in Atlanta and she said, oh, I have family in Texas. Okay, cool. I have family at Prairie View. Say, wow, that's cool. And we found out that we had some cousins a generation before us that went to Prairie View that almost got married to each other. Oh, wow. All right. So we went to, after we got married, we went to one of our family reunions. Say, oh, we're going to go to Prairie View. Go to Prairie View. Where do we end up? At the slave cemetery. That was her family. That's some small world divine intervention type stuff right there, Mike. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they they cleaned it up and put a historical marker by the time we went back. But when we were driving on the campus, I was in, 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 in when we were headed to our destination, I I was like, are we going to this cemetery? And sure enough, it's like, wow, those were her, that was her family. That's yeah. pretty heavy. Growing up in Texas, were you, did you grow up close to the Houston area or were, was that your neck of the woods? I mean, Texas is a big old state. Yeah, it's a huge state, right? So I'm from central Texas. There's a folk song called Deep Down in the Heart of Texas. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've ever heard of that song. And I'm not a singer, so I'm not going to give you a rendition, but um, we're closer to Dallas, Fort Worth. So Waco is on I-35. Dallas, Fort Worth is 99 miles north. Okay. And Austin, Texas is 99 miles south. Gotcha. So when I was growing up, Austin was sort of like a sleepy town. And I spent most of my time in Dallas. Gotcha. And not necessarily in Houston, although I have a large family and most of my family's in Texas, all over Texas. Okay. And so I spent a lot of time in Dallas. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a really yeah, it's a really nice city. It's kind of funny now that Waco has become a thing because of Chip and Joanna Gaines, the Fixer Upper show. I wasn't aware of better that, that than the, than the other Waco stuff yeah, that we used to hear. About. David Koresh, everybody. <laughs> yeah, David Koresh had to find Waco, uh, but now yeah, it is very refreshing. To say Waco and, and the first thing, a lot most people are familiar with it because of that show. And it's like, oh, Magnolia, I want to 
you know, so Waco is a thing and people are moving there and it's, it's pretty interesting to see the transformation. Yeah. Cause it was probably a much smaller town when you were coming up. Yeah. It was a very, uh, it was a small town, similar, uh, to Albany, bigger, uh, more suburban cities in the County and, uh, off of major interstate. Uh, but we, there's a river, there's a college, a lot of similarities. Uh, and of course, it, one of the reasons I enjoy being here is it reminds me a lot of, of Waco in a, in a lot of ways. It's, it's funny how we, we, we slowly just start to absorb things and, and we need it to maintain our comfort. <laughs> what drew you to, to uh, Prairie View? To go to school, you know, if you had a school right there in Waco, yeah. So my family attended Prairie View. My my dad attended uh, Prairie View. A, a lot of my cousins uh, attended Prairie View. My uncle uh, attended Prairie View. It was like a family school. So you kind of always knew that that you were going to go there. Yes. Okay. Kind of like my daughter's just convinced she's going to go to the University of Georgia because that's just what we do. Right. I got you. I got you. <laughs> now, um, what did your folks do? Yeah. My father uh, owned a roofing company. Yep. So, uh, and he also uh, worked for the housing authority and he recently retired uh, from the housing authority. And my mom, she's a home homemaker. And... Um, during breaks from college, I spent uh, those periods on the roof. Nice. Roofing. So that was another motivator to finish school because I didn't particularly care for roofing. It's rough. Yeah. Roofing in the summer in Texas is. Uh, yeah, it'll, it'll 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 make you consider doing other things. So uh, it, it was it was a great experience. I learned a lot. Um, my, my dad uh, taught me a lot about uh, management, working with people, uh, because most of uh, his his staff uh, they had uh, issues um, and uh, challenges, and 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 so he, he's a very patient man, a very kind man. And uh, showed me a lot about what it takes to be in a leadership role, because, of course, when you're you own your own company, you're responsible for everything and everyone and the ownership of the responsibility of not just taking care of your own family, but making sure that other people are able to take care of themselves and their families. And so he uh, did that for um over 20 years, I think over 25 years, just seeing that. It's pretty so, good education. Yeah, it was, it was great uh, to to watch him uh, without any formal training. He didn't graduate from Prairie View. In fact, he got put out. Really? <laughs> yeah, he wasn't doing the right things. <laughs> so at any rate, I, I wanted to graduate because I said, no, you know, daddy, daddy didn't finish. I'm going to finish. So. I got you. <laughs> now, uh, did you have any siblings helping you out when you were up on the roof? Big no, 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 no. My um, I have an older brother uh, and he lived in another city and my sister's. Uh, of course they were younger. And so no, it was, it was me. So my friends were, uh, 
having spring break at the beach or wherever they were going, then I was on the roof. Nice. Now, Michael, I'm always fascinated by this. So tell me, you know, you're at Prairie View, but like a lot of us, you know, I didn't certainly didn't know what I was going to study when I got to school. I just knew all I needed to get an education and I was kind of searching for, you know, my passion, my path. Did you know what you wanted to do before you got there or did was that part of the the growth experience at Prairie View? So I got into this line of work as a result of a friend of mine, a fraternity brother. Really? Yeah. So I knew I wanted to attend college. I had a cousin who uh, was a civil engineer and uh, one of the first uh, African-American uh, engineers to work for the city of Los Angeles. And so I said, oh, I want to be like Cousin Bob. I didn't really know what a civil engineer was, hadn't been necessarily on uh, any construction sites or anything. You know, it's all theoretical. And I wanted to challenge myself because I didn't do well in math in high school at all. I messed around and and it wasn't until I was a senior that a friend of mine came up and said, oh, I'm ranked whatever in the class. And uh, I went to and I said, rank, you know, I didn't know anything about a competition. <laughs> so I said, well, how do you find out about a ranking? He said, I'll go to the counselor's office. So I showed up in the counselor's office and asked about my rank. And um, of course, I did not disclose that <laughs> when I ran into my buddy because it was <laughs> not good. He, he had the bragging rights for sure. Oh, yeah, he had the bragging rights for sure. <laughs> I was very disappointed. I said, wow, who knew that they were keeping up with your grade point average and this type of thing and ranking you. Wow. Really? You know, so neither one of my parents graduated from college. Sure. So there was no uh, pressure on me to attend college or anything. I, I was just expected to be a good citizen and take care of myself and go to work and sure. do something productive uh, after high school. So at any rate, I said, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go be a civil engineer. And my, they thought that, uh, in fact, uh, most people thought that that was crazy. Because, uh, in fact, I failed the math part of the exit uh, test to get out of high school. I had to take it again. <laughs> and so going to college and now say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm about to study civil engineering. It was like, oh, yeah, right. You know, so it's OK. Good luck. You know, so uh, I ended up uh, making the dean's list my first semester. They sent a letter home inviting me to this convocation. And my dad got the uh, letter. And so he called me and he said, uh, is everything OK? I said, yeah, Dad, why, why you ask me that? He said, well, we got this letter in the mail that said that you were on the dean's list and that you had gotten over a three point oh, grade point average. And uh, I just wanted to make sure that it was you and that you're OK. <laughs> He's a jokester. <laughs> so I said, yeah, Dad, believe it or not. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, that's me. You know, Mike, Mike, I can feel that, uh, you know, I'm a banker 
And yeah. uh, I had to take algebra one and algebra two in summer school and high school because I was bad at math. But then fun, something went off in my head finally when I was like, oh, you, you had to learn this to live. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm with you, man. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I was determined that I was going to do that to prove to myself that um, I could do something difficult. And so once I finished school and I did well academically and I had a couple of internships that were very eye opening uh, and revealed to me that my personality wasn't a fit for uh, the roles that were available at that particular time. I wanted to work in like uh, water resources management, okay. designing uh, and, and also designing steel bridges, by the way, which were <laughs> obsolete. But for whatever reasons, <laughs> I, I really <laughs> like that, like that type of thing. But at any rate, uh, long story short, uh, I was um, I, I was encouraged to attend graduate school uh, for civil engineering. And I got accepted to Purdue University, never uh, been to the Midwest, invited up for a trip, saw snow for the first time. It was, but not necessarily for the first time because it snows in North Texas, sure. Central Texas. But I'd never seen snowflakes that big in Indiana. Yeah. I think it was Lafayette, Indiana. So at any rate, uh, again, I don't do snow. So I wasn't looking forward to going to Indiana. And um, at the time, there was an effort to recruit more minority uh, students to pursue the terminal degrees. Um, and so I was tapped because I was Dean Bright and then I was supposed to take one for the team, I guess. But I wasn't really interested in, in, in doing, you know, um, continuing on with um, uh, graduate studies and engineering, although some of my friends uh, pursued that path. So I took off for about a year. I, I ended up not going to, uh, to school that far. Cause I, I'm a very, I'm, I'm very true to myself. So if it's something that I'm not feeling, I'm not going to do it. It's just that oh, simple. That. So I did not attend school there. And, and at the time there weren't a lot of African-Americans at a lot of these schools. And in fact, when I interviewed uh, with the department chair, he said, you know, you came at a great time because if you would have came a year earlier, you wouldn't have been welcome. So I said, wow, you know, I'm not about to sign up <laughs> for this, you know, if I, and then plus I really don't want to do it. If I had a passion, you know, that would have been a different thing, but it was somebody else's idea that, we need more African-Americans and you're capable and yeah, but uh. so a friend of mine uh, went to uh, Indiana for uh, city planning. And so I happened to run into him and I was just kind of trying to figure out what am I going to do? What do I want to do? I don't want to, I don't want to do civil engineering. I, that is not me at all. And had I known, maybe I would have done. I wanted to be a dentist too. I probably should have gone down that road, but I, I didn't. No regrets. I enjoyed the program, learned a lot. Just need to figure out like, what am I going to do next? You know, and I'm unemployed. <laughs> so I uh, 
So he said he knew me uh, very well. And, I, you know, he asked me questions about what I wanted to. I said, well, you know, I like working in, in, um, in uh, government, but I don't want to be at a drafting table and isolated and doing design work. I, I want to be around people. I want to do uh, I want to interact with all kinds of people and this and that and the third. And so he said, yeah, you know, sounds like um, you should be a city manager. I said, OK, what's that? Oh, they run cities and this and that and the third. And I said, okay. So how do you become a city manager? So, well, you got to go to school and get a master's in public administration. And it's like, okay, what's that? So I ended up going to the library doing some research. Now, this is before Google. Right, right. <laughs> I remember <laughs> So I went and read up on it. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So I um, always wanted to come to, to school in Atlanta. Um, and so it was between going to Atlanta and, and Richmond, Virginia, uh, to school there. And I chose, and so, yeah, snows. <laughs> and so I, I chose Atlanta cause the Olympics were coming. Oh, yeah. And at that time it, it was, it was known as a really happening place. And I knew I could get home from the Atlanta airport to Dallas, Fort Worth airport easily yeah that's a quick flight that's a quick flight so i was like yo i'll hang out in atlanta so that's what i did finished school uh worked in um worked in community uh redevelopment with the land bank authority in atlanta and so a lot of the neighborhoods that are 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 hot and hip right now like fourth ward Pont City Market, the old Sears building, the Martin Luther King Historic District, People's Town, Mechanicsville, uh, before quote unquote gentrification. Sure. There were community development corporations that were very integral in helping to turn these neighborhoods around. And the Land Bank Authority facilitated that. So I was able to see the mechanics behind what you see today uh, in Atlanta. So it's really, yeah. So I have a different perspective when I, when I go up, in fact, uh, Woodruff Park, I participate in a event that starts in Woodruff Park and I watched the park be built because we worked in the building across the street, a building across the street from Woodruff Park. So um, yeah. So eventually I, I, I ended up in, in Albany uh, working at the landfill at all places. And I thought it was funny because I was like, wow, I did all this school work. Now, of course, civil engineering deals with uh, waste disposal. And, but we designed uh, landfills and I never thought in a, in a million years that I'd be working at a landfill. And so, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I wasn't even running it. I was a manager. <laughs> and, uh, but I, I re- that was a beautiful, beautiful uh, experience. Uh, I learned a lot uh, working with the, the, the folks that worked uh, there at, at the time. Uh, it's a very humbling uh, experience. Pe- people would come out and say, oh, man, the smell, you know, how, how, how do you manage that? You say, hey, uh, smells like garbage to you. Smells like money to me. It's all about perspective, right? It's all about perspective. All about perspective. Yeah. 
Well, that concludes part one of my visit with Doherty County Administrator Mike McCoy. Tune in next week when Mike and I will chat more about his journey to Albany and how the servant leader has grown to truly love the community he works tirelessly to improve. 